I really feel like the Lord's, you know, I like when it goes in a flow like that, one person after the other just hearing from God. And, um, but I really feel like God is saying something this morning that uh, I keep on getting the scripture, come, come, and, come to me. And uh, why do you spend your money on things that do not satisfy? Come to me and I'll give you the riches of fear. It's like he, he just wants to give us everything we need and we spend so much time trying to get um, fulfillment and happiness looking in the wrong places. It's not like they're bad, but it's just like what we're searching for is not, is, is not found in the stuff of the world. And it's like Naomi shared is you've got this space and everybody just, you're wanting connection, look into one another's eyes and you're looking into a stranger's eyes because, see, people are so desperate to, to have love. They're so desperate to have somebody care about them. They're so desperate for connection that they're looking for anybody. And that's where you get yourself in hot water, really, because you're just, somebody's nice to you, somebody pays you a bit of attention, you go, ooh, maybe they like me, and you go chasing after them and find out, you know, six months later, that was a bad idea. Anybody done that? Yeah? And it's like, it's like um, you've, we're, we're looking for the connection in others and in other things where God says, what are you doing? I'm here, yeah? And he will give us the rich, richness that we're looking for in, in the world. He will give it to us. And then everything else just gets this betterness on it. I can't think of the right word. You know, it just looks better. It's like when you're in love. Now, I am a romantic. I'm just going to prove it. When you're in love or you're just feeling, you know, so loved and mushy, the food tastes better, doesn't it? Does the food taste better? Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're in love, when you know that first in love, you know, feeling, and the sky looks brighter. Come on, help me out. I'm putting myself out here because I'm not the mushy type. <laughs> Please, the, the people who have... Thank you, Fleur and Andy. Andy's nodding there. See, I've got some romantics in the room. <laughs> Oh, shush up. It's only because one Valentine's Day I asked for a load of dirt. Actually, it was, man- it was manure. That was the end of Valentine's Day for a few years. But uh, I am really deep down romantic. But it's like when, when we experience that connection with God, when we really get hold of that and don't let it go and don't let the world steal it from us with all the busyness and craziness and worries and concerns that God says, hey, I've got it. Just trust me. When we, when we live like that in that connection with him, then the world is brighter. Things are easier. It's not that, you know, you don't have any, <clears throat> any concerns or things that come at you, but it's that it's not as heavy anymore. It's like you're not lifting it by yourself anymore. You know, picture yourself with just, you know, this really bulk guy. What's the word? Muscular, tank, I don't know. I get in trouble when I use <coughs> buff, whatever. Yeah, tank. Imagine, shredded, okay, whatever. <laughs> These gym people. Um, somebody, no matter if you're a girl and a guy, sometimes you need a bit of help. I remember my brother-in-law telling me this story and uh, he's a glazier and he used to lift these massive wooden uh, frames that had glass in them already. And I said, how do you manage to lift those sometimes? And he and in his own little way, he obviously has his relationship with God. And he says, well, I just ask for help. And God comes and helps me have the strength to lift them. 
Yeah? And it's like when we're going through life, we don't have to lift the weights by ourselves. You know, we don't have to do it by ourselves. And that doesn't mean that God is our crutch. It just means why would you try and lift this, these things by yourself when you have someone here who's saying, do you want some help? Are you finished yet? How often do we do that? We run around in our little fizzy tizzies and, we, and God's standing there, you know, saying, are you finished yet? Because I've got the whole host of heaven here to help you out. I've got the angels there to help you out. I'm here to give you peace and strength and wisdom and clarity and all the things you know. You know, God actually makes you smarter. He'll lift your IQ. Yeah, he does. I remember Philip, he was trying to um, fix some... I'll just stand over here. (laughs) He was... He's not... hmm, Okay, let me think. (laughs) He was trying to fix something. Now, Philip's good with numbers and things, but he was trying to fix something. I'm going to dig myself a hole. And, and, <laughs> and, and it, it's on. I'm just like, and, he, and he's like trying to fix. And, and I'm like, well, honey, the Bible says you've got the mind of Christ. So all the wisdom of heaven is yours right now. You can do this. Yeah. And uh, so he's, he's trying to, that was a video recorder. It was a while back. And uh, he'd taken it apart, taken the lid off. And he's like sitting there going, what's wrong with this thing? This is not my forte. Anyway, and he just starts to pray and he gets this revelation and he's moving a bit here and moving a bit there. Anyway, puts the lid back on and turns it on and it worked. And I said, I told you, you had the mind of Christ. It's like we don't have to do things by ourselves. Yeah? We don't have to go through life wondering how to be a great parent, how to be an awesome spouse or how, to, or how to, you know, court court, anything how to do your work, how to, how to figure out something that's at work. You don't have to do it all by ourselves. God gives us wisdom and revelation, yeah? And it's like he's there going, you done yet? Because often we try to do some things by ourselves and God's wanting that connection with us. And uh, I just want to encourage you this morning, stop trying to do things by ourselves, Because God has a way, he has a plan, and anything we think up, Ephesians 3.20 says in the Bible that he will do abundantly more than we can think or ask or dream or possibly imagine when his power is at work within us. So we need to quit trying to do life by ourselves. When you've got tank Jesus by you, why would you try and lift the weights with what you've got to do? Why would you go through the day trying to do it all by yourself and wear yourself out and lie in your bed thinking that was a crappy day? When you could have had all the power of heaven to help you. You know why? Because we get proud and we get independent and we think, I can do it all by myself. I don't need anyone. And I get that because I'm like that. I'm like, no, I can do it by myself. It's actually easier to do it by myself. It'll take me 10 minutes to explain what you have to do so I can just do it by myself. But I've learned the hard way that you get tired that way. And God wants us to run the race, not drag ourselves through the race. Yeah? So if you want to look young and sprightly and spectacular at 100 years old, or whenever you want to live to, 120 yeah, then stop dragging yourself through and run the race and get some help. Because there's no, you know, what is it? Why do you have to do all, well, why do we have to do it all by ourselves? Because I did it. When God's right there saying, I want to lift the weights. I want to help you. I want to help you do this better. Yeah? So let's, let's just connect with him and let him come into our space 
and us into his and really just say, God, thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you came into my world, into my space. And even when we are looking down at the floor and we, and we can't even look up, that you'll come into my space and help me out. Even when I'm having a fantastic day, knowing you and knowing you're there will make it even better. Yeah, that he will teach us how to prosper, that he'll teach us the way to go, that he'll make our relationships better, that he'll heal our hurts. So that when at the end of our life, we're not this wrinkly, stressed out, you know, look like we've been hit by a Mack track, Mack track person. Now you see people like that. It's like, wow, they've had a hard life. Yeah? You can see it all over their face. Yeah? Whereas you meet somebody and they have walked with Jesus. I remember this little lady, Vera, she, was, she, like, she had walked with Jesus. She was about this high. But uh, she, she, was, she had this mop of curly white hair and she was awesome. And, she, and I remember I thought, I just want to be like you when I'm old, just without the walking stick because I'm going to be running marathons. But it was like she just had this joy in her heart. She used to drive her husband's car and she couldn't see over the steering wheel because she was so short and she would go go you know all the certain turns around so she wouldn't have to take right turns because she couldn't see but she was like she just got to church and she was she was cool but she she reminded me at 20 years old I was like she's got joy on her even though she's had hard things happen she's walked with Jesus we want to be able to to testify that we've walked with Jesus when people look at us say you're walking with Jesus there's something different about you yeah That's how we want to be. That's how God wants us to be. So that we don't drag ourselves through life. We run through life. We run. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I just, um, you know, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And so I'm just, uh, there's so many good things I could say, but I'm kind of just waiting to see if God's kind of wanting somebody else to share about this too. Is is that, you know, when, when we're asked to give and we give our offering and our tithes, and we can go, oh, it's money, and God just wants our money. And most of us know here that that's actually not how it works, that it's a seed, and when we plant a seed in the kingdom, when we give over to God, that he says that he will give back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. Yes? Yes? And, uh, and many of us have experienced that. And Beck was sharing about how the petrol in her, in her car just for three weeks didn't go down. And I think, Taja, you've had that happen before too. It's just like God just keeps on looking after us when you when you give to him so that he you know it's like a spiritual principle if you plant a seed you don't just get the one seed back yeah unless there's something seriously seriously wrong (laughs) but it's not created to do that it's like when you plant a seed that seed produces a plant and on that plant is many many seeds and then those seeds they spread and they plant many many more yeah that's how creation has worked. That's how it's formed. And the same as when we give to God is that when we sow into the kingdom is that many, many, many um, seeds grow from it. You know, it won't be just our, our financial giving that is looked after. It'll be the blessing that you have in somebody else's life. It's like when Naomi goes out in the street and prays for people, that's planting a seed that's giving her time. And, and yeah, you know, the guy she prayed for had his back healed. He said, you've got to keep on doing this. He says, the world needs to know that. What did they say? He said, he says, you've got to keep on doing this. This is really good. It's like that's planting a seed. It just doesn't start with him. He's going to go and tell somebody else. When God does something in our life, when he breaks through for us, it's like it's, it's, like it's a, because of what we've sown because you reap what you sow. Yeah? 
And so when we give, God says he'll give back to us. You know, and, and we've got a trip coming up tomorrow. We fly out and, and God has asked us to sow. You know, I've, we've signed a couple of times just, Lord, money comes in and the Lord says, yep, but you can sow that. Give it to somebody else. And so we've given it. And uh, it's going, oh, you kind of go, well, God, you know. But, you know, it's not necessarily that we give, get it back in money, although that does happen. It's, you know, we get free accommodation for a week here. And we get a car given to us over here. You know, our trip is like panning out and we're like, oh, look there and look, look over here. It's the giving our sowing of our money. It doesn't necessarily come back in cash, although it will if we need it. You know, we've told last trip we took and we prayed over the cash and it multiplied in the drawer. You know, we had $2.50 in Australian dollars. It was baht, it was Thai baht, and it multiplied to 11,500 baht. It was about $500. It's like it multiplied in the drawer. God does those sort of things. And you can go, well, how does that work? Well, you ask him. He's the one that created substance. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah? So it's like when we give, I want to just encourage you this morning, just expect God to give back to you, but he will give back to you where it will meet your need. You know, we can start dictating to God how it's going to be in life, and he goes, no, I'm just going to meet your need. So for us, it was like we sowed for our trip, and we've got a week's accommodation in New York, New York State for free. We sowed for our trip, and we've got a car given to us when we're in Chicago. And we're down in Florida. We've got accommodation for free. It's like he knows what we need. And so we've got to trust him that when we give, that he's going to look after everything. Amen? So let, that's why we can give cheerfully. You don't have to go, well, how is it going to work out? Let God take care of that. You do what he's asked you to do, and he'll do what he's, he, he does. Amen? So let's give cheerfully, put a smile on the dial, say, Lord, I thank you that you meet all my needs. When you push the button on the electronic giving, just say, Lord, I thank you that you meet my need. Get the word out and bring it back to him. He says that. All right, I just wanted to share a little thought that I've been, um, we're not going to talk for long. <laughs> um, it really follows on from what, what really God's been saying all morning um, about wanting to connect with us and um, I've been busy planning our trip because that's what I do, I plan. And I'm the organised one. I have everybody practically packed. And, um, and uh, nothing? I didn't say a word. And, and I've been doing that for quite a few weeks. I've cleaned out the pantry. It looks like a new pantry. And, and it, oh, I cleaned out the fridge. It's all right, Anna. I didn't leave anything in the bottom this time. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And I've been busy and I've been planning and I've had the guidebooks out and all those things. And, um, and I wanted to have it all planned out because I like to have think, my ducks in a row. Anybody else like that? You just, when you're doing something, you just like to have it all sorted. And it's like I'm married to Philip who is very unlike that. He's spontaneous and he flies by the seat of his pants half the time and, and all those things. And so we're like opposites, complete opposites. But it works because we balance each other out. But this trip, I was like, I've been in charge. It's been great. But I've been in charge. But um, <clears throat> so I've been working and going, Lord, I want this and I want this place. And I've been busy organising. We're going to visit here and, and see these people here. And we're going to have an entrance, entrance fee sorted out for here and flights booked for there. And I've been doing all those things. And God's been humouring me. And I've been praying over it and, and, you know, just praying the money in for different things and accommodation. And he's been helping me out. <clears throat> but I was just 
praying over, all right, Lord, I, I don't have accommodation in this place and blah, 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 and trying to get all everything, you know, all itemized. And I felt the Holy Spirit just say to me, just the Lord say, um, but what about me? It's like, if you have it all the way you want it, what about me? He says, I wanted to do it with you. And I went, oh, it's like I've had it. I've, you know, he's the one that gave me and on, on my heart, you're going to go to um, America. You're going to go to Canada. He spoke to me in the middle of um, a concert that I was at last year and he took me. I, could, I went in this, this vision and I was standing in the middle of Washington and, uh, and I was surrounded by, you know, all the things in Washington, D.C. And then I went to another place and it was, now I know it's New York State because I, I've seen it. Um, online and we're actually staying there but he took me there in a vision um, back in November last year and I didn't know how we're going to afford it and all those things but God's just lined that up but it's like so I've been busy planning all those things and um, and thinking yeah yeah God's on this but when we plan things we can squeeze God out and he actually he was saying well I I I thought up this whole idea and you've been busy planning it, but I wanted to be more involved. And I was like, oh, I've actually offended him and hurt his feelings because we can think, oh, God's God and he's out there. But he's actually, he loves us and he cares about us and he feels. And we can think, oh, he's just this. We know that he's not, but sometimes we can get so busy doing things just because we can do them that we can miss what he actually wants to do and we can squeeze him out of our schedule. We can squeeze them out of our planning and just say, God, just bless that. When God actually, he said to me, but I wanted to show you places. I wanted to do this. It's like I said to Philip this morning, it's like if, if you were planning a trip or some amazing thing or you, you're planning to do something and you had it all organised and you spent time getting the, everything ready and you're wanting to gift it to someone and, they, and you said, all right, we're going to do this and they went, oh, good. And then they ran off and did their own thing and you're left going, but I planned it. I organised it and I, I wanted to do it with you and now you're over there. And that's what God's like. And we, he's like, but I, I planned all this amazing stuff for you to experience and a life for you to live and I know what's going to make you happy. And, I've, and, oh, you're over there now. And he tries to get our attention and he tries to... Um, draw us and whisper and, and you know sometimes he won't yell at us he'll knock on the door and he'll come to us but we can squeeze him out and even with our best intentions even when we do know him well we can squeeze him out and he's going well I wanted to do this with you didn't, didn't you want to do that with me too and so I've had to go oops but it really it's it's how we live our lives. We're brought up in a society where we are so independent of God and so independent of others, especially if we've been hurt and let down, that we just go, I want to do it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do this, blah, 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 to get to where we want to be. I'm going to do it because then I can say I did it. And yet God is the one that puts the dreams and desires and gives us the ability and the strength to do things and we squeeze them out. Without even knowing it sometimes, we squeeze them out. And it's not that he wants us to be so, you know, in lack that we have to depend on every single thing for him. That's not what he wants. But you know what? When you're in that place, 
that's when you learn that he's there. But what happens when you don't have so much lack or so much need and you don't need him to carry you so much? What do we do? We forget about him and go on, oh, well, I, I can do it myself now, God. And that's why it talks about a Malachi. It says, you know, when you build your big houses, when you, when you have your families and, and all this, and I've looked after you and I've blessed you and I've blessed the work of your hands. And he actually says, but don't forget me. Don't forget me. Because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to forget him. We know when, when we've found this awesome, you know, for those that have found a partner or you've got a boyfriend or you're, and it's like you've been praying, praying for this. And then you get what you want and it's so easy to forget him. When you're wanting children and you're like, or you're wanting your business to go great and he gives you that and then you get so busy that what do we do? We go, oh, I've got this now, God. I don't need you anymore. You know, it's like it's so easy to do. And even, you know, when we've got our best intentions of, oh, God, you know, I'm doing this for you and I'm going, is that it's, we can squeeze him out. And that's really, really felt God say to me. He says, don't squeeze me out. This was my idea in the first place. I gave you that and I gave you the ability to go and I've lined it all up and I want to do this with you. So whatever the dream and the desire in your heart is, God put it there in the first place to have a business, to have your family, to travel the world, to whatever you, you, know, you want to do and you're brave enough to, to examine in your heart. God put that there in the first place. He wants it but when you start to have it, be careful that you don't, we don't squeeze him out of our plans. You know, we can schedule so tight that there's no room for anything or anyone else. You know, when we build our panelled houses and we have the blessing of the Lord on us, the Lord says, don't forget me. Don't forget me. So I just want to encourage us all this morning is don't forget. Don't forget him. Just to illustrate as I was finishing, the difference on the trip with uh, the planning is that we sat down, we've been, we sort of knew, we know where we're landing and where we're staying for the first couple of nights um, and then we're going down to Chicago to see my cousin and staying with him and there was about four nights in between that we were really stuck because everything we sort of planned and everything else was going to cost us about three to four thousand dollars for those four nights, which is pretty expensive you know, um, that's not including things like food and everything else. And, and we're going, we don't really want to spend $4,000 on, you know, $1,000 a day. We're staying in these places and getting around there and the flights down to Chicago and everything else. And, and we just keep getting caught up in it and caught up in it. We've been going around that for months trying to solve this gap in here and how we're going to do it without spending so much money. And um, it was last night that as we sort of went, you know what, God, let's do this with you, that... We're able to put it all together and, you know, we're able to walk, you know, we're heading down to Niagara, we're going to spend the night there and then by actually just grabbing a car and driving through, um, you know, there happens to be a car company that has a car that needs to go from Buffalo down to Chicago. So we'd have to pay a return fee, you know, saving hundreds of dollars in there and, and, and Dale's had this desire to go down and see the Amish country and we're able to actually go and stay in the middle of Amish land for a couple of nights and... And really enjoy that area. And the whole thing is costing us about $800. You know, and so we're saving thousands of dollars and actually doing what we really want to do um, and being able to just relax and enjoy it a whole lot more. 
That's what happens when God gets involved. When you take out the, no, we've got this under control, God. That, that he gives you creative ideas. And we just, yes, I think mum said to me this morning, she says, how did you come up with a plan? And I said, I don't know, just sort of, we started one thing and it led to another thing, it led to another thing. We went, you know what, actually, this is actually what we really want to do. Rather than, we don't want to sit in cities. I mean, cities are cities, you know what I mean? You go to some places, you see a whole lot of concrete, and after a while, it's just the same concrete. You know, there's... Sorry? There are exceptions to this rule. <laughs> Washington is an example. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, after a while, like, you know, we didn't want to sit in Toronto for a whole lot of days because it's, it's a whole lot of concrete eventually, you know what I mean? Um, we wanted to see the... We're, we're country bumpkins. We like a bit of country. We like to see what's out there. Okay, maybe you're not. I grew up in the country. I'm from farm and stock, you know. <laughs> and... Market gardeners, farms, you know. I was never on a farm, but hey. <laughs> but it's just, but God actually makes a way. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, as you let God into your life, he will release creative ideas. You know, you be in that space where Malachi talks about, the first thing he says, look, you know, you've robbed me. And how you robbed me tithes. By being a tither, you, you open up that space where God rebukes the devourer. And in this case, the devourer has been rebuked. What would have sucked thousands of dollars out of our pocket, has actually returned to us in absolute blessing as he's released creativity because we went beyond tithing to actually we, we gave. You know, we gave some serious money to people to be able to take holidays, to be able to bless him in other areas where they needed it. And God returns that to you. You know, not necessarily a whole lot of dollars in our account that that happens as well, thank you, Jesus, but through creative ideas that actually will save you a whole lot of money. And you can be in your workplace and you will see ways that you can save your company money. If you've got your own business, you'll see ways that you can do things that will cut your costs. He will start to release that blessing. And you know, too many people go, oh, look, I don't want to start giving. I don't want to be that sort of person until when I've got that money, then I can start giving. It never happens like that. Because when you've got that, you'll have bigger pressure. But it's being able to go, you know what? God's blessed me here. And so I can be that blessing. I can be that tither at the first. I can give my 10%. And that rebukes the devourer and takes off what's sucking your money out. And as you give above that, and you see people in need and you give to whatever God is motivating you to give towards, that releases blessing. And you will see yourself saving ideas. You'll see ideas coming into your head. You'll see ways to actually... Make a way through. You'll see accounts coming your way. You'll have favour in your workplace and that blessing will keep rolling on and rolling on because that's how God works through it. It's not necessarily how you expect, but he wants to walk that journey with you. He wants to be a part of the process and for you not to get comfortable into this is my space, but to, to move, the Bible says, from faith to faith. In other words, always be believing God for something a step further than where you are. And he'll start to release that. He'll start to make a way. He'll start to open doors and he'll do it at the right time in the right way. Yeah? You want to add anything? All right. Let's pray then. Father, we thank you that you are a blessing, that you do love us. And Father, we just I pray right now you release creativity upon each person here. Father, that there'll be breakthrough, that we won't see the problem, Father, but we'll see Jesus that as we see you and as we put you in that rightful place of first place in our life,
that we'll be able to, to step into all that you have for us. I just feel like we want to take a time just to maybe put ourselves back in that place where God is first. That if you feel like, you know what, I haven't been having God in that place. I've been trying to do life without him. I've been trying to get through life where he isn't in my life. And, and I need him back in that first place. If you've never had him in that first place, you're saying, I want to put Jesus in that first place. I want him to have leadership of my life. Then we're just going to take a moment to repent. To say, you know, sorry God that I didn't have you as first place in my life. I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong. I'm sorry for where I've messed up. And to restore him to that place. Look, I just want to ask where we've got our heads bowed and our eyes closed. If you're in that place and saying, you know what, I just want to be, I'm going to pray a prayer of real blessing and release. And if you're sitting here going, God hasn't been in that first place in my life and I want him to be back in that first place. Or I want to put him there for the first time. I want God in that first place in my life. I need his help to walk through this. I need him to take leadership of my life. If that's you, then just while everyone's got their heads bowed, their eyes closed, just say, I want to be in that prayer. I want to put God into that first place or I want to put him back into that first place. I just want to get that back right because I haven't been there. You know, I've been trying to do some of these things without him and I need him back there. Just put your hand up saying, let's pray that. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just put your hand up saying, include me in that prayer. Thanks. Anyone else? Just say, look, I want God in that first place. Or I want to put him back into that first place. And let's just take a moment just to to repent together. Just say this after me. Father God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that Jesus died for me. Forgive me where I haven't put you in the first place. Where I've tried to control my life. And I haven't made you the leader of my life. Forgive me of that. Forgive me of my sin. I dedicate myself to you, all that I am and have. I give my family to you. I give my life to you. I give my finances to you. And I choose to put you first in every area of my life, that you may be glorified through my life and we can walk this journey together. I bless you in Jesus' name. Father, I bless every person here as they pray that prayer. Let your blessing be on them in Jesus' name. I release creativity, Father, in Jesus' name. Insight and revelation. Lord, ways to reduce costs, ways to improve profit, ways to open doors to new opportunities. Father, we release those now in the name of Jesus that you'll be glorified through our lives. That, Lord, people will look at us and say they are the ones that the Lord has blessed and the favour of God is upon them. That, Lord, will open opportunities for us to be able to share your goodness, to share your love. In Jesus' name, we want to bless you and honour you. Amen.